G'day guys, it's Grant and Dylan here. How's it going? And we are talking business today on our show, It's Business Baby, where we talk about uh, you know our journey as we grow our own businesses, the mistakes we've made, how we overcame them, if we did, and some of our successes. So I guess we want to go over a few topics today, just, you know, light and easy, get to know us kind of thing. Yeah. What do you think, Dylan? 100%, yeah, it's... Uh... We're obviously on a journey through yeah. business and we're learning as we go and we want everyone to you know, come through with us and yeah. sort of learn with us, jump on the bus as we go to business field. So, I like that analogy. Yeah, jump on <laughs> it's the a terrible bus analogy. Go to business. <laughs> I'll take it. Mm. Yeah, nice. <laughs> but yeah, so I guess, yeah, tell, tell everyone about, a bit about yourself, Grant. Um, so I'm a freelance videographer and I guess cinematographer editor, producer for video content, um, particularly in the corporate and online spaces. So essentially, you know, I go out, I I film a business, some videos for them, whether that's testimonials, whether that's a corporate video, whether that's a, you know, a a director speaking to camera about the latest results, go home, edit that, and then I send it to the client and they put it up online or wherever it needs to go. If it's internal, it might be a training video, so it goes out internally. Uh, and then, you know, externally, obviously, YouTube, Facebook, social media, on their website, wherever it needs to go. So that's pretty much, you know, simple terms, what I what I do. Right. Doing it for two years now, uh, freelancing, and it's, yeah, getting bigger and bigger each, each, can I say each year after two years? I don't know if I can. Yeah, 100%, okay, yeah, cool. it's, it's compounding. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, um, it's, it's yeah. coming up, so. That's good, yeah. And you did you work for someone else for a couple of years prior? Is that right? Yeah, so I, I worked for another company for six years full time in their production house, and then a bunch of us got made redundant, uh, and so I was pretty much forced to, to go freelance. But yeah. I think I, I took the took it on. Um, you know, at first it was a little slow. Obviously, you, you don't know anyone, yep. you don't have any contacts, so you really need to get yourself out there. You need to start networking. Uh, I think I drew up a list of. 30 production companies I wanted to work with and I, I sent them all an email and asked if we could have a meeting you know I said things like I really like the work you've done recently would love to help out on the next project I can and from that I got about 10 responses that's good uh, agreeing yeah. to a meeting which is awesome and then from that five gave me regular work um, and so you'll wow. see like for me a lot of my work is it's videos directly for a business um, yep. like yourself Dylan or it'll be for a production company who has contracted me in for whatever project they're working on. Yep. Um, so for me, it's a mixed bag at the moment. Love to get one day where it's just businesses, you know, working directly for them. I love doing that. But at the same time, it is super easy to come in as a contractor. You know, I, I film for a day, my job's done, that's yeah. it. So that's, it is nice too. So it's a balance. Nice. Is there a specific industry that you like working with the most? Are there a couple or? Uh, so, Probably in the trucks. So I do a lot of work with Lynn Fox. You know, the trucking industry, it's a lot of fun. Right. Filming trucks, uh, you know, it's it's pretty... It's not easy, but there's a lot of room for making it look cool because it's quite a big machine. You know, you can put it somewhere at sunset or sunrise, position it, make it look really pretty. Um, obviously, it needs to be a nice, nice truck, but I don't know, there's something special about capturing that and, and filming the drivers and, and showing how it gets from A to B, which before doing trucks, I'd never thought about that much, but the logistics of the trucking industry is actually really interesting. It's it's pretty hectic how they organize, you know, their trucks to get 
on schedule, if they're communicating with the customer, hey, we've arrived, dropping it off, it's, it's pretty uh, involved, I would say. Especially um, with the bigger companies, yeah, like because it's such a big Coles, network and so Woolies, many... All those massive companies, yeah, there's so much going on. You know, there's so many stores, even like the little stores in the city, how do they get their deliveries? It's, it's, yeah. it's hectic, yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting. And uh, for everyone listening, if you haven't checked it out, let's check out your car video, man. That was epic. Thanks, the, man. Uh, the yeah, the car ad. Just flesh that out a little bit for us. Tell us about it. Give, uh, so I needed rundown. to sell my car. Yep. You know, a used 1996 Holden Nova. It was, yeah. uh, it had seen some love over the years, you know, had a few dents and things like that. And so I thought it might be fun to make a video to try and sell it, you know, sort of a parody of a car ad. Uh, went pretty, you know, took it really seriously, but it was a joke, if that makes sense. 100%. So like I treated it like I would a normal, if I was doing a car commercial for Mercedes, <laughs> I 100% was like, this is what we need to do. Here's what needs to happen. So we took it out to Warrigal at sunset. Got some beautiful drone shots, driving shots. Yeah. I got a, a voiceover done. Um, the full the full works, and that went pretty pretty big for me on on YouTube and online. So that was a good, and a lot of fun to make as well. I think that's yeah. I think the best part is because it was so credible and so well done. Yeah. Like the production quality was awesome. Yeah. But the fact the humor was just it was. It was so perfectly balanced. It was such a credible thing done in a funny way. For me, is oh, knowing thanks, very little about video. Yeah, that's what makes it fantastic. Yeah, well, I tried. To, I, just, I wanted to be like, I didn't go half-hearted. If that makes sense, yep. I was like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it a hundred percent. Yeah, give it my all. So it came out well. Happy with that. Let's do. But um, yeah. So Dylan, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah. Now you've got a couple of businesses on the go. Yeah, yeah. So I've um I've got a window cleaning business um, called Flash Window Cleaning. Mm-hmm. So we've got a team of four or five guys there and mm. we specialize in small commercial and residential body corporate work. Mm. So we do a bit of gutter cleaning as well with Gutterbacks, but relatively simple business. It's taken me a few years to sort of stop doing every different kind of work, like the big contracts and the small shop fronts, sort of being scattered everywhere and really focus on, hey, we're just going to do this type of work and be the best at it and be the most efficient and make it the most worthwhile for us as well. Um, so yeah, it's been four years now. Um, we bought out the business, dad and I bought out the business four years ago. Um, it was essentially, it, it needed a bit of TLC, is probably the right way of saying it. Um, a bit of, you know, a little bit of investment there. Um, it had a great name, like the Flash Window Clean. People love the name Flash, man. Like. It's bizarre. <laughs> like, so funny. Yeah. Um, That's good though. I'm, I'm surprised I haven't been done for trademark violations yet, but it's um, it, it it works pretty well. So there's a good brand name there. So we're just focused on trying to maximize that. And the videos that you've done for us, um, the main one on Facebook, it's awesome. Like it's, we know that we're a relatively commoditized service. Like there's a lot of window cleaners out there, but we aim to differentiate obviously through having awesome staff. Like the guys are, generally fantastic people um the branding so our vans our videos the uniform we want people to we want customers to see um that you know oh the window cleaners are here they look presentable they're a reflection on our business as well this is the key thing that i think we've tried to focus on to differentiate we want the owners of the business to be proud of the fact that flash is coming to clean their windows um so yeah it's (coughs) it's part of the game at the moment so branding 
and people with every business, but especially with window cleaner, get a lot of jack sparrows, they call them, the guys with rags hanging out everywhere, wearing, you know, random clothes and looking a bit shabby. So we've, yeah, taken that approach and it's improving all the time. I've learned a lot of hard lessons. Um, I'm sure we can flesh those out as we go along, but that's it in a nutshell. And at the same time, I'm working for Outpost, my brother's software company, um, who builds customized ERPs, like enterprise resource plan software, so all your accounts, admin, operations, brings it all together, cloud-based, and it'll be on your phone, your smartphone, and your desktop. Yeah. And it's really designed to streamline your operations, and we build it pretty fast as well. So within one to three weeks, we can pump out a custom system yeah. for a small, medium business and have that big business software for small, medium prices. It's probably our number one aim. So. I can, and I then can, you've got a third business, don't you? You've got another one on the on the yeah, go as well. Yeah, it's, um, it's very slowly getting there. It's called Get Some Sups. Um, obviously, sports supplements, so pre-workouts, your protein powders, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I want to experiment with it to have a really lean model and do same-day delivery if you order before 11 a.m. So, um, yeah, honestly, I've been pretty flat out lately with other things, but it's definitely <laughs> coming along. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's just an ex- bit of an experiment at the moment, but I'm keen to see, you know, what happens and um, <laughs> can you see what happens and play around with Neither it? Neither of us put our phones on silent before <laughs> doing this podcast, which was a smart move. Rookie era. Um, yep. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that's, that's so funny. So how are you finding juggling three businesses? Um, uh, get some's probably on the back burner at the moment, um, but Flash and Outpost, I'm lucky we've got a, a great guy running flash window clean day to day which does give me the ability to focus on outpost the sales side of things so i'm doing sales support for outpost um it's always a juggle and i'm aware of the power of focus on one thing and i think um i'm probably have to make adjustments and cut a few things loose down the track to make sure i'm focusing and getting the best results i can in one thing it's the classic jack of all trades master of none yeah. but i know how relevant it is now from yeah, going through the last six months or so. Yeah. Sort of trying to whack a mole essentially. Yeah. And yeah, you, know, you can get you can get things done, it's great, but you know, at our agent stage I think it's best to focus on one thing, get the skill up and you know, it will compound over time and yeah, naturally absolutely. diversify. Yeah, nice. Um yeah, that's that's me. <laughs> so with Flash, what was the what was like the biggest I guess challenge for you and then how did you get through that? Yeah. Um, people, it's cliche, but people's always the biggest challenge. Um, having, having good staff trained up who can do a consistent job. People think window clean's simple, which it is, but it's not, it's not easy to find good people. It takes six months to a year to train someone up and to do a consistently good job. Like to the standard of what you want, you need. Yeah, exactly. Um, And it looks easy, but anyone that comes into the industry is like, man, this is, this is hard. (laughs) I thought it'd be like, oh man, this is really bizarre. It's a very, yeah, it's, it looks easy, but yeah, the people are key. I guess for me personally, it's been figuring out a way to sustainably try and grow the business. My P&L probably did a, a bit of seismic activity um, over the last few years trying to figure out you know how can we be the best or, you know be the best at something and I probably realized again the power of focus like I said before focus on one type of thing mm. become the best at it and then we'll naturally grow up from there yeah. so I've probably went for everything and like wait no I have to take take one step take back, step back two back, steps yeah. forward 
and yeah. that's how it's worked out. So how funny. Um, probably yeah, within myself, where the business can have the best performance sustainably yeah. and systematize and be as McDonald'sy as possible to know that whenever the guys go on site, the window's gonna be complete gonna be cleaned as consistently as possible every time. That's the key. And are we talking about you potentially selling flash? Oh, yeah. Uh, How's that going? How are you finding that process? Not too bad. I'd love the current uh, operations manager to take it over. I think he's he knows the business. How, you know, you're selling a business, but you don't want to see it go, like, yeah. you know, or completely... Downhill. You know. Yeah. It's, you, want it to, you still want it to succeed. Exactly. You'd hope that someone takes it and takes it to the next level, you know, or keeps expanding it. Yeah. Um, as much as possible because it's still it's still a reflection on you to a certain point I think mm. as well um, so I'm very keen to sell to him if he can do it and then yeah he can pass it on or if not you know I'd, I'd rather not sell it to an overseas buyer quite frankly I'd rather see someone who's keen to put put the hard yards in and really I'm just going to say yeah and grow <laughs> yeah. yeah that's alright and yeah. grow it yeah no, but the, feel the key yeah. thing is like it's simple. It's a very simple business to run now. I've got the system set up, so I've got the training manuals, um, the online systems, the phone, the guys on the app, Fleet Maddox, the whole works. If you were to come work for Flash tomorrow and you wanted to run the operation, it's I've made it as franchisey as possible, so to speak. Mm. It's like here you go. I'm going to take you through this for a month. Here's the manual. Here's all the things you need. And why? Why did you feel like you needed to do that? What? Um, because life's too short to be doing, <laughs> to be stuck in doing repetitive admin tasks and things that don't provide value. Mm. The whole mindset is how can I remove as many tasks as possible that aren't growing the business or aren't making Flash a better place to work. Yeah. Because why would you, you know, sit at the computer for a day sending out invoices, for example, um, when you can be out potentially getting new customers, being on the phone, checking in on the guys, doing those things that add value. It's mm. all about value adding activities in my mind. So whenever I think of a new business, it's how can I get to the value add as quickly as possible? Mm. And obviously, depending on the type of business, I don't know that much, but yeah, it might take longer for some than others. But I think that's the key. When you look at you know big business guys like the Elon Musks of the world, they're not sitting there, you know, doing the the basic bitch stuff. Like he'll spend eighty percent of his time engineering and working on designs, which he knows are going to build a great product, which is going to get attention and get sales and help push the business you know yeah he's focusing on the I guess the stuff that actually only he can do yeah and that's I think that's the key that's probably my philosophy it's very e-mythy no <laughs> I agree that yeah. it's revisited yeah that, that's good book good solid yeah. solid read for anyone looking for something to read um, absolutely definitely helps you I guess especially when you're starting a business it really helps you get some perspective about what exactly needs to happen for your business to be successful. Hundred percent. So I did enjoy, did enjoy that one. I've probably forgotten a few of the lessons now. I should probably do a reread. Yeah, I've forgotten most of them. <laughs> but yeah, it's a fantastic book. I recommend it to everyone. Mm. That and the um, the lean startup. Yeah. Okay. I haven't read that yet. It's um, like all the books, take it with a grain of salt, but it's. I guess it's more sort of tech startup based, but yeah. in terms of getting in that mindset of focusing on what's important, I think it nails it. Mm. It's like on that, it's a similar e-myth type thing. The yeah. guy, the guy who wrote it started some like online, um, like avatar type of thing. Yeah. Kind of like a, what's the word? 
Uh, Fortnite, but nowhere near as big. Okay. It's like you, you have your avatars. I'd never heard of it. Cool. But apparently it was a big thing back, you know, 10 when, years when ago. Happens, yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Yeah, there you go. So on that topic of starting, yep. how do you find, I guess, sometimes when, you know, you, you're starting out, you have that hesitation to wait until you feel like it's per- if something's perfect before releasing. You know, so for me, when I'm making a, a, I'm trying to make a weekly YouTube video and there's that temptation of like, oh, maybe I should just hold off until I can get this 100% perfect. How do you deal with, I guess, where's your point of saying, look, it's 90% there, it's 80% there, let's just get it out. Is it better to have something that's out there and doing something rather than holding it in and waiting until it's perfect? Does that make sense? Hundred percent. I think, I think you probably have a better idea than me mm. um, in that side of things because what I've done in the past is you know multi-site server stuff, and I'm probably not as much consciously within that mm. that realm, so to speak. Mm. But I guess with your video producing and stuff like that, you could spend an extra ten hours making something two percent better, right? Yeah, it just it kind of gets to a point. Is it sunk costs or something? It's like a there's some sort of theory behind it, but it must there must be a point where you go, I've already invested this amount of time. I think it's as good as it can be without me spending a lot more time that I probably don't have on it, especially when I'm not really getting um, not any direct income from it. It's more like a, a marketing kind of thing that might pay off in the future. So yeah. I guess there is probably a point, probably from, I'd say around 90%. If I feel like it's 90% there, and it's due to be released, I'll, I'll just put it out. Right. Putting myself in your shoes for mm. a second, do you feel pressure that, obviously, being a, a video guy, you'd mm. have certain quality expectations, like you, know, you don't want to put oh, out bad yeah. content. Does that then put, like, oh, does. I don't want to put it out and look silly and potentially damage my brand? Yeah, 100%. How do you sort of flirt with that? Oh, man. Is it a conscious <laughs> thing? It is. I have pretty high standards for myself, like, but more when I'm doing client work, when it's a client video, I'm much more invested in the quality. So I t- spend more time than on my own stuff. Yep. You know, for me, when I'm doing something, I think that's more representative of my brand is my client's work. Yep. And they're the ones that are paying. I put them first. And then for my own work, it's a little more, I'm a little more, not slack, but just a little more laid back with it. Oh, like yeah. I'm not as like high strung and like, no, it needs to be much better. Like I've, I've got an editor working for me. I'm, if it's my work and there's a few little things that could be better but no one else will notice, I'll yep. let it go. But if it's like a client's video and there's a few things that, hey, the client may not even notice wrong with it, but I notice, I'll, I'll be like, nah, we need to fix this. I want that 100%. Yep. So nice. that's a weird, yeah, I definitely put my clients first. Maybe I do need to take some of that attitude into my own content, but at the same time, hmm. I'm pretty, I'm okay with the quality of my own personal work, like my vlogs and that kind of stuff. Shit. But obviously I want to try and do better. I think I can do better, but I've got to find the time to do that. And that's, that's the balance, isn't it? Like what value is spending that, that extra time in your videos, which are already amazing from, Thanks, from you know, obviously you can <laughs> pick holes in it, but for people like myself, yep. like they look fantastic. Thanks, um, and I think as a business owner, it sounds like you've sort of realized, hey, there's only X amount of value in here to spend mm. 10 hours extra getting 10 more percent. I better focus on my stuff and my portfolio mm. is, hey, this is me. This is my work. Like, 
you've got two separate entities there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Working from home is is interesting because I think a lot of people get excited by the idea of working from home, but there's a couple of things that they probably don't realize Mm. that are quite actually quite challenging. The first is motivation because it's your home. It's where you would relax. You do chores. You know, it's where you live your life. It's not your office. It can be hard to, I guess, uh, what disassociate or div- what's the word for? Um, it's hard to find diverge, a, no. hard to sort of find that that line between work and life, like everything else. So you've got to really make sure you're disciplined. Like you need to still get up at the same time you would if you had an office job. Obviously, there's mm. a benefit you can walk into your own kitchen and you can make yourself breakfast and and take a bit of time there. You don't have to stress about driving to work. But I'd say you still need to set yourself times a, a, a working opening hours if you will so you yep. still need to say right i'm going to be in my office at my computer by 9 a.m every morning yep because if you don't then suddenly you've slept in and it's 10 30 and then you have breakfast and it's 11 and then i don't know you've wasted like two hours and then it might take you half an hour to get into the flow yep. and then it's like lunch time <laughs> so you take an hour lunch and suddenly you've done you know sweet yeah, f all all day yeah. So that's the biggest thing. So I find what I do is I get up at 7.30 maybe, I'll go to the gym or I'll go to the gym after work. It just depends what I'm feeling. Yeah. Um, I'll have a shower, I'll get dressed, have breakfast all by 8.30 and then I'll be at my desk looking through my emails, whatever I've got to do, sending out invoices, all that kind of stuff. And then by nine, I'm, I'm in the flow, I'm ready to go. Yep, um, nice. And I think that's, that's the way to do it. Like you just need to prepare like it's a real job. Oh, it is a real job, but... You know, like you're in your office, no. And then when people go, you know, you might have family go, hey, Grant, can you come? I know you're working from home or whatever. Can you come and help me for a few hours at my house? Yep. No, sorry, I'm, I'm working. Got stuff to do. Can't help you. And yeah. it takes a while for people to understand that, but yep. I think they get used to that. Do, um, do you consider yourself a, a night owl or an early bird? Oh, it's weird because sometimes I'm... I think I used to be a, a morning bird is that what it is a morning bird night yeah. owl morning yeah. bird yeah. yeah used to be that early bird used to be an early bird um and then i don't know something's shifted as i've gotten a little bit older and now i find it a bit easier to go work a bit later on and start you know nine till six go to the gym they might come home and read a book or, you know what am i reading at the moment sell like crazy or something yeah, you know, do like my business research. It's not directly related to... It's not work. Well, it's not work, but it's related to work. You know, it's it's research. It's, it's reading a book. It's like looking ed- up. educational. Education, almost. yeah. It's like that. So, and then I might stay out till 11, you know, doing that. So, yep. I guess I've become a night owl. Yep. Um, but one of the biggest things, one of the biggest challenges is lone, like getting a bit lonely. Not, not like in a... Oh, yeah. I've got no friends. Because I do have friends and I still go out at night. I go out on weekends. But I think some people overlook the fact that when you're in an office, you've got, you know, 10, Community. 20 people. Yeah. You can go out for lunch with someone. You can grab a drink after work with someone. If you need a hand, you can chat to the guy next to you. Yep. You've got that community. You've got some laughs in there. When it's just you in your home office, all you've got is like emails. As long as you don't even talk to anyone until like for me until my housemates get home I might not talk to anyone yeah so it's that's a challenge to overcome and I think some people overlook that 100 100% but how do you yeah. find it Dylan talk to me it's the reason I ask about the early bird and the 
night owl mm. is because with the the window clean side of things, working in that, I'd have to get up pretty early most of the time, right? Like between four thirty and quarter six, roughly. And now not having to do that, yeah, I almost feel guilty. <laughs> like, yeah, and so oftentimes I'll set the alarm at six and I'll snooze until six thirty because yeah. con- like I'll I'll factor in a snooze there just to. I don't know, alleviate the guilt that I'm not having to get up at five. Yeah. Like, it's bizarre. It's and like that, it, it gets, it like leverages me out of bed and I sort of use it as, you know, we say we're our own boss. Yeah. And like you said, you have to set a routine that you have to follow. Mm-hmm. But to be your own boss, you have to have the discipline. Your own boss is your discipline to reinforce that routine. Yeah. Right? It's like, I don't know, I've, I've used that guilt feeling to... To get you <laughs> to up, help. you're like, oh, gotta go. Yeah, to help yeah. create that. That's um, fair enough, but like, what do you do when you get up? You go... Yeah, well, get I... Get exercise in. Yeah, often I'll go for a half an hour walk, actually. Oh, yeah. Because I've been trying to... I've been really shaking up my routine the last sort of couple of months mm. um, to find out how I can get the most out of the day and really squeeze things out. Um, it sounds a bit cliche, but it's my conscious effort what's the best routine that I can create mm. to get the most out of my day? Not necessarily the most work hours, but the most productivity. Yeah. So the last couple of months, I wake up, chuck my clothes on, have a glass of water and go for a walk. I'm lucky to live near Albert Park Lake. So I go 15 minutes there, 15 minutes back. Fresh air, see the sunrise, you see it glisten off the lake. You take a few deep breaths. Life's pretty damn good. Yeah. Listen to some Grant, Grant Cardone sales stuff. Yep, good. On the way back, listen to some motivation on the way there. So 15-15. Yep. Yeah. And it sounds sounds a bit silly, but it just, like, when Gets you get you back up. to the house, mm. I think you probably feel like it's 1 p.m. in terms of how awake you are. Yeah, okay. And then have a shower, have the breakfast type of thing, and then I have a daily checklist. So at the moment to get get things rolling i've got a flash checklist i've got an outpost checklist and it gets some so let's go go through each one it's basically my pulse pulse reading for the day mm. so i've done it to help me get some sanity when you're juggling a lot of balls it's so much easier just to write it down isn't it i've oh. got the same thing i've got a list of just everything that needs to happen today exactly and yeah again being your own boss it's like the boss tells me i've got to do these daily tasks i've got to do them mm. boom 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 go through those and then yeah i'll have a thing called Powerlist, um, the MFCEO podcast. I don't know if you heard it. I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah, it's a, it's good. It's a good one. He talks yeah. about the Powerlist, right? And it's simple as just writing down five things you want to get done for the day, yeah. big or small. Don't matter. So I use that. You've got calendar, have appointments, Powerlist, five things, mm. daily checklist. So you take daily checklist, then try and smash out my Powerlist and any appointments I have during the day. So that sort of sets the tone. And I'm experimenting with going to the gym. If I get the chance, I might go around lunchtime. Yeah. If you know, to help sort of blow the cobwebs out. That's a good idea because I do find that around two, I get pretty tired. There's like just a half an hour, forty-five minute slump of just like I'm just feeling a bit dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not dead, but just I'm pretty tired. And then it comes, it picks back up around three, you know, three to six. But there's just around that one thirty to two thirty mark do find I get pretty tired and I start to like lose focus a little bit yeah. you know so I usually get up and go for a walk or something get a little more it helps you get back into it I think is that do you think it's a lot because of the computer screen side of things <sighs> yeah 100% I yeah. hate staring at a screen all day I can go out on a shoot all day no problem yeah. but yeah there's something about sitting in your chair for 9-10 hours 
and around that five six hour mark you've got to you gotta get up you gotta get up i find i do like to do a gym sesh in the afternoon if 100%. i can otherwise i'll have to be after work but yeah you get really antsy and you can't focus like you just can't especially when you're by yourself as well oh it's boring you have a water cooler to yeah, talk to water, I, people think i'm crazy if i go to the water start talking to myself you know, exactly so yeah well yeah. that's good how do you deal with uh do you find you get a little bit not lonely but just a bit i don't know in your own head when you work by yourself it's funny what you were saying before about exactly that this this past week right mm. i've been feeling a bit lonely i guess and i'll literally work from home for the first three or four hours mm. and do some like cold calls for outpost which i hate like talk about being your own boss like Argh. Hello, would you like to buy some software? Like, yeah. it's pretty mind-numbing, but in the afternoons, I go to my family's business office yeah. and just work from there. That's Because, nice. yeah, That's it just... There's times where I can sit in my room all day in the study, no dramas, and just pump stuff out, and that's fine. Mm. But there's other times and other phases I go through, I'm like, i got to get the hell out of this place. Like, yeah, you need some, you need some social... Something, yeah. even if it's just people in the back, you know, chattering away or something. I don't know. It's just yeah. that's the hard. That's one of the hardest parts as well. And then you can probably like you. You'd be the same, right? Where you probably only leave the house like once a day. Yeah, <laughs> if I want to go out, and I might if I treat myself, I might go out and go grab a coffee. You know, and that's yeah. that's it. That's it. <laughs> Do you work from any? cafes or anything like that do you have a few hotspots I'm hot thinking spots? about it but the problem is because I've got a big obviously for video editing I've got a big editing computer it's yep. not very portable so but I'm thinking for when I want to I want to I just need some time to do some like admin stuff and come up, I guess with like a I need to write up a plan of what I want to do with my marketing particularly yep. so I'm trying to find some time to designate and maybe I'll go to the library or or something like that and just sit down and grab a coffee and just mash some stuff out yep. that's my plan Get out of the office, the home office. Yeah. <laughs> so based on what we've been discussing, what are sort of, I guess, what are a few key pointers from our experiences that people listening could take if they're starting to work from home or yeah. in a similar situation? Yeah. And hopefully hearing this, right. like, oh, I'm not the only one. All right. Number one is you've got to find a routine that works for you and stick to it. Yep. I guess even if it's like you do want your sleep in because that is a, you know, that's a benefit of working from home if you want to take it and you say, right, I'm going to start at 10 and then just make sure you go till 6 or 6.30 and just yep. make sure you stick to that routine. Like get up, have your shower, get dressed, particularly get dressed. Don't try and work from home in your pajamas because you just end up doing nothing. I've tried it. I'm like, great, I don't have to get dressed and you just end up doing nothing. Like it's a, maybe it's a psychological it's a thing, thing, but because you're in pajamas, you're just like, oh, I'll just watch these funny YouTube videos. <laughs> and then suddenly it's like, <laughs> it's been three hours and you're like, oh. <laughs> so that's the biggest thing is like, get a routine, stick to it. Um, you'll find it's just like a, a mental thing of, you know, no, I'm in my office at nine, I'm in the zone. I do my best work between nine and 11, I would say. That's yep. like where my best, best perfect performance is. Yep. So that's where I like to stick to. Nice. Um, and then the other one was, I guess, we're getting out of your house if you need to. Yeah. What do you think? You, yeah. Get to the gym. Um, yeah, much the same, I guess. Like, sorry, I lost my point. No, so like getting out, of, I think getting out of your house, just to 
if you, even if you work from the library or you have a share space or something like that, it just allows you to talk to other people, you know, remember that there are other humans on earth and that you can talk mm. to them. I think that's a really key, key point. Yeah. The, the routine, like you were saying, having the key routine, you could stay up until 3am, you know, but as long as you've, and you can wake up at 12, but as long as you've got that consistent routine, yeah. I think it's a key thing, you know, I think there's a lot of ego investment for some people like, oh, you know, I get up early and, you know, the Jocko Willing side of things. Yeah. And yeah, that that's great. But how productive are those hours? That's the other thing I want to know is those yeah. people that are doing like 12, they say they're doing 12 hours a day. I want to know, are they getting every minute? Like how much is just like sitting around on Instagram or Facebook? Yeah. You know. And exactly. And I think it comes down to being honest with yourself and saying, what what is my most productive state? Mm. And it might not necessarily be the one you like the most. Yeah. That's the key differentiator. Yeah. I think that honesty to be successful in what you want to do and working for yourself and being your own boss, having those conversations with yourself, giving yourself a performance review. Hey, no, this is your best. This is what you need to have the discipline to maintain and execute. Yeah. So I guess it's sort of echoing what you're saying, but I think it's a key factor. And also set realistic expectations in the amount of time you can work. Don't put pressure on yourself to work 15 hours a day. Mm. Um, I still do it to this day. I get frustrated if I don't spend X amount of time or, you know, work until 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. or whatever it is. Mm. It's, I think, coming from a, the window clean side of things, it was a very much, a, it was like a marathon day. I could have 15-hour days, no dramas, right? Mm. You wake up, you go do some stuff on the tools, you do some quotes, you drive here, drive there. It's like you have, you're not focused on a sole task mm. for 10 hours straight. And so you can go a bit longer. Yeah. And you're bringing those expectations into things where you can't necessarily, you, you can't true. sustain focus. It's impossible yeah. unless you're, you know, snorting coke or something. Like you can't, you can't be like, like, yeah. I think regardless to what the Gary V's of the world say, it's, you know, fantastic. But why would you spend 15 hours doing something you can do in 10, 11? Mm. Yeah. I think it, it comes back to that ego investment type of thing we're talking about. And I'm guilty of that 100%. Mm yeah that's good that's it that's yeah i think that's pretty pretty interesting stuff yeah there you go all right well should we be bringing our podcast to a close now what, how so. long? yeah we've been going for about half an hour do you want to do one more topic what do you want to talk about um, influences the realistic expectations. Yeah, right. That would flow on well, yeah? What time are you mean, Kate? 12. What do you mean? Just around the corner. We can do it. Sure, 10 minutes? Yeah. Cool. That's from that. All right. Hang on, let's go back. Let's rewind. <coughs> so. The orisonist had. Yeah, no, good. What? <laughs> the orisonist had oddly shaped feet. <laughs> All right, sorry. <laughs> Come on, Dylan. This is a serious business t- podcast for business people. Have you seen Ron Burgundy? He's like angry. He's like, <coughs> where is it? <laughs> the arsonist had oddly shaped feet. <laughs> the tooth fairy's exposed breasts made the child uncomfortable. 
I'm impressed you uh, remember those lines there. That's a pretty old old reference there, Dylan. Look, I've got a mug that yeah. as part of my routine yeah. every morning. Not every morning, but some mornings I fill it up with coffee and it says, I'm kind of a big deal. Yeah, nice. Channel 4 News. That pump up your tyres a bit. Just oh, lets you go, yeah. you know what? I, I'm a big deal. My boss is proud of me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a boss. <laughs> That's great. All right. So, yeah. what are we talking about? Let's talk about... Realistic expectations starting yeah. out. All right. Yeah, realistic expectations starting out. So from my perspective, when I went freelance, it was super quiet that first month. Yep. I didn't know anyone, you know, and I think partly I did spend a bit of time just watching Netflix and kind of waiting for the work to come to me. Yep. You know what I mean? Like I was kind of like, oh, yay, I'm, you know, I can do whatever I want now, stuff for everyone whatever I'll wait until someone contacts me because I've got a shitty website that says I do video newsflash in that frame of mind what was yeah. your expectation like how at that time how did you see your business I think growing? I just saw I didn't I didn't really think about it too much I was kind of just enjoying yeah. not having to work because I've been in a salary position for like six years so I was kind of just enjoying being able to like I'm like Oh, it's a Wednesday at one o'clock. I can play FIFA. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm playing like, FIFA, like, you know, watching whatever movies I want. And then there's probably a point that I was like, oh, actually, there's no money coming in to my account. Shit. All right. I guess I better start contacting people and trying to find some video work. Yep. So that's when it probably took three or four weeks before I really kind of knuckled down and was like, okay we've got to do something. So yeah. that's when I started. So I searched for production companies in Melbourne, video production companies in Melbourne, created a list of around 30, as yep. I said before, went through, emailed every single one of them. And that's when I started to get book a few meetings and that kind of thing. And from that, I started to get a few small jobs to do. And I guess that's how it started, but it started off very slow. Like you know, it wasn't like an instant thing where I was booked every day of the week. I might suddenly get two bookings in a week and then three the next week and then back to two and then three. So it was just a really yep. slow journey. Um, and now I'm booked almost every day and I'm working weekends and I've got an editor helping me out. So nice. it is, you, you can get there. It just It's just patience, I think. I think it's just patience. Do you Did you find... When you were initially, you know, marketing, sending out those emails, having those meetings, was there a few mental barriers that sort of, were you a bit nervous? Were you... I felt like I was intruding on them a little bit. Yep. But yeah. then the other top part of me was like, oh, I need money. So yeah. I was kind of like, <laughs> um, you know, I figured I didn't cold call because I just felt a little uncomfortable doing that, especially at that stage. Yeah. Even now, I probably wouldn't cold call, but... When I structured my emails, I tried to do it in a way that wasn't about me. So yep. I'd say, guys, I looked at this video you did and I named the video they did. You know, like I saw your documentary you did on, you know, when you went to Switzerland or wherever it was. And I really yep. loved the shots you guys used. If you have any more projects coming up, I'd love to help out on them. And they'd be like, and often the response would be like, hey, Grant, thanks so much for watching. We're glad, glad you liked it. Yep. If anything comes up, we'll let you know. Now, they might have never contacted me again, and a lot of them didn't, yep. but generally I did get replies or a callback or That's something. Um, and then a few of them set me up with it. We had a meeting, you know, and from there they gave me a few small jobs, and, and those led to bigger jobs, and, and we went from there. 100%.
So it's a compounding effect, eh? Like yeah. I said before, like year on year, it's the same. Yeah, it just builds slowly. Mm. Have you heard of the uh, the flywheel effect? I think it no. is. It's like when you imagine if you're trying to push like a big, you're trying to push like a big heavy boulder or something up a hill or mm. pushing along the ground. And the first few revolutions, like the first couple of pushes, it's hard. really hard to get it rolling. But once it's rolling, and you get, get some momentum. momentum, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's. And what about you? Starting off with Flash. Yeah. Take me back five years. Five years ago. Yeah. A well, young Dylan Butler picked <laughs> up his first business. Yeah. Well, before Flash, I had my own business I worked at during uni. So it was window clean as well. It's called Yarraside Window Clean. Um, and. You know, I was studying accounting and management at uni and I wanted to, I'd worked for my family's business cleaning windows at a casino and I'm like, this is really boring. I might as well use the one skill I've got, which is window clean and do it on my own terms and have my own business and sort of get get my feet wet a little bit, right? Um, just in terms of management, dealing with people and just doing something different apart from, you know, watching people pee in their seats at the slot machines at the casino. So that sounds gross. <laughs> Let's save that story for another day. <laughs> but anyway, um, so that was um, it's very interesting that one because Google AdWords, right? And flyers, tangible flyers. Holy cow! Eastern suburbs of Melbourne, right? Like your Wonga Park, Templestowe, Donvale, that sort of area, Warrandyte. I'd spend a few hours dropping flyers in letterboxes. Right, and I'd pay my friends twenty bucks an hour cash to drop flies in letterboxes. That's awesome. And the response is insane. Yeah. Like I couldn't actually believe it. Like it's you know, awesome. people get how many flies, how many bunches of junk mail worked really well. I think in Templestowe, I did it for a few years. In Templestowe in one year, I got sixteen houses off one fly run. That's nuts. I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. And then Google AdWords, like they charge up to twenty dollars a click for mm. window cleaning around Christmas time. Yeah. Um, expensive, but super effective. So Google AdWords and, um, yeah, that, the flyers, amazingly effective and just built momentum and word of mouth was key. You'd do like one lady's house yeah. and then you get probably, she have six or seven friends in the school network and then boom, you got six or seven houses, you did a good job, you rocked up on time and yeah. you were polite. And boom. See, that's awesome. So those those principles of being punctual, being polite, doing a good job, taking pride—that's universal. Obviously, that well, yeah. It's um, you just need that gateway to. And did you find you still kept doing flyers? You know, th- three, four years in. Not so much. Because so you kind of already had that established base. Down. Yeah. 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 Exactly. It yeah. worked out pretty well. But you know, if I was still do it again I'll yeah. like yeah this is the exact formula I'll yeah. use yeah um, it's a shame you can't do that with some of your <laughs> other businesses now they're a little more B2B or, or who, something who yeah. knows like the first time yesterday actually I sent we sent out a mass mail campaign for uh, cleaning car dealerships yeah so you know it's one of the, the last marketings I just want to see if it works I just want to see the response you know yeah. it's out of curiosity yeah. mass mail how'd it go I don't know, we sent out the first batch yesterday. Oh, cool. So there's a thousand of them in the Melbourne area. Surely some of them shut down, but sent a hundred off and I'll still in lots of a couple of hundred and see what happens, but I'm just curious. But yeah, so that's how I got the ball rolling there. And then a couple of years later, bought Flash, put Yarra side into Flash and then, yeah. Fantastic. Went on from there. That's awesome. But yeah, the flash side of things obviously definitely helps when you've got a few pre-existing customers, mm. but at the same time, you don't have any contracts. So mm. your quality of work and your customer it's service. It needs, needs to remain. 
high and consistent. And you, you sort of crap your pants a bit because you know if you stuff it up, yeah, thirty percent of your business could walk out the door tomorrow, <laughs> <laughs> um, which is a key factor. So it's awesome. Um, it's like when you need the money, you do things. When you need the customers, you do things. I mm. think necessity, as they say, is the mother of invention. But mm. yeah, when when you've got no other option <laughs> and you don't want to do it, you will do it. Yeah, that's one hundred percent. I guess that's when cold calling comes into play. Yeah. Um, you know, when you need to do it, you'll do it. 100%. I haven't. I can't. I don't know. I've never done it. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I have the oh. gumption. But I guess if I really had to, but make some calls. No, I think that's the thing. You got established and you got a network now, and yeah. you don't need to be doing that. You're obviously more fruitful spending your time talking to people and talking to others. Yeah. And did you? When I started, actually, I did go to a lot of networking events. Nice. Through uh, meetup.com, you know, you search like local business meetups, go there, meet some people. And then it's interesting, it's kind of like planting seeds. It wasn't until six or 12 months later yep. that someone would call you and be like, Yeah, I remember I met you at that meetup. Um, I've had your card in my pocket since then, or whatever. Mm. Um, can we get some videos done? So it's, that was definitely a long term thing. And that's something I really recommend for people trying to start their businesses go to those meetups, meet new people and talk about them and their problems. Like a couple I went to, everyone was just all about themselves. Um, yeah. But I found the people that really did it successfully would sort of ask you what sort of challenges you're facing and if they could fix you, if they could help you, they'd say how they could potentially help you. But if they couldn't, they might recommend you someone who might help you. You know, they kind of weren't out necessarily to just sell, sell, sell. It kind of felt like they were actually trying to see if they could help solve you. Solve a problem. Solve right? a problem, yeah. I guess it's easy to forget in those environments where, because it's a networking thing, it's like, oh, I have to talk about myself and get the word out about myself. Mm. I'm guilty of 100%. I haven't been to much networking stuff. But when you're in those scenarios, it's like, wait, I'm talking all about myself here. It's probably counterproductive. <laughs> Let's you know, make it more about them and solve problems exactly like you did. Mm. So I think you've nailed it there to be able to build your own network from focusing on people and their problems. It's awesome. All right, well, I think that's our podcast for today. Um, what do you think? 100%, yeah. Yeah, I think it's been good. Uh, please yeah. subscribe. subscribe. Is that what you do? Yeah. I think that's what you do. Subscribe yeah. and uh, join our Facebook group. We'll uh, put the details in the description. Fantastic. Yeah. So exciting. We're trying to do one fortnightly? Yeah. Weekly? Fortnightly? Let's, uh, let's see how we go. Definitely fortnightly. Definitely see how we go weekly. Yeah. yeah. I reckon fortnightly will be yeah. the way to go. Sustainable. Um, so yeah, let's try to make one fortnightly business topics. Try to get like a, a local business owner on as a guest. 100%. You know, talking about from the point of view of people that are trying to grow their business, not necessarily, you know, we're, we're not mega successful billionaires here talking about what we've done to achieve success, but we're sort yeah. of showing, I guess, the highlights and the challenges we've faced on our journey so far. So yeah, the, the realities of yeah what we're, what we're doing. Good day. That's it. <laughs> nice. All right. Thanks for listening. Cool. Thank you.